Hi, everybody. Top four is back. We are going to be talking this week on top four about our favorite dog breeds. Yay! Because everyone loves dogs. And since everything's kind of a little bit crappy right now in the political world, we want to focus on our lovable furry companions that bring us so much joy. And here joining us this month is two friends of ours who love dogs. And they will tell you all about how much they love dogs. It is Joel and Stephanie Houseman. Hi, guys. Hey there. Hi. Joel does a podcast called Ice Station Houseman. Stephanie tweets awesome stuff and has <laughs> pictures of her adorable baby. And dogs. And lots of dogs. So if you love dogs, you should follow Steph. And we're, we're going to pretend for the uh, duration of the episode that you don't also own cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually being attacked by a cat as we uh, record this right now. <laughs> I'm wearing a cat t-shirt. So like six or seven years ago, our Instagram feeds, was Instagram around six or seven years ago? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever we used to take photos, and it was like all cat photos. <laughs> and then we got dogs, and then it became like all dog photos. And then up until about six and a half months ago, and then we got a baby, and now it's all baby photos. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Well, for a while, it was house photos when you were building your house. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think it's reasonable. Who- whoever is youngest in the family gets most of the pictures taken of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair. It's only fair. Some of us do try to, you know, pay attention to how many dog photos <laughs> that we are posting to make sure that the dogs are getting an adequate amount of attention. We we should have a discussion about <laughs> your dogstagram. Oh my account. goodness, we need to talk about Marco and Instagram dogs because let me just lay this out there: the majority of things that he looks at now on Instagram are adorable dogs, and he follows so many dog and dog couples. Dog couples meaning dogs that live together who are not related. Um, <laughs> sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. I won't get into the breed yet. We own a certain breed of dog, and there's like a cult of this type of breed owner on Instagram. I'm going red now. That are obsessed with their particular breed of dog, so much so that the breed of dog is in the Instagram username. Oh, yeah. And she follows like 400 of them. Her (laughs) Instagram feed is nonstop photos of this particular type of breed of dog, which are the the breed we own. And so, like, I look at her Instagram and and it's like, oh, yeah, that's the the guy that owns the three of them in Texas. And that's the guy that uh, I think you can spoil it. Spoil it, Joel. What what breed do you guys? Because everyone knows what we have. We have a shit poop and uh, which is a Shih Tzu Poodle mix. And you guys have two very spoiled and very lovable Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. King (laughs) George VI, a.k.a. Bertie and Lizzie Bennett. As in as in like Bertie, the king's speech. Bertie. All of our male animals are named after Colin Firth characters. <laughs> or or for fans of the new uh, Netflix series, The Crown, the king at the very beginning that ends up dying. That's Bertie. As long as you have a system, I think it works. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but yeah, Marco's uh, Instagram feed is pretty hilarious. And usually while we're, you know, getting settled down to go to bed, he's like shoving pictures of dogs in my face from Instagram. Look at this one. Look <laughs> They're at this adorable. One. They're adorable. My favorite one is... Um, kirk the floof i just love his name (laughs) i I can always tell when marco's on instagram because twitter starts becoming it's always funny when you share a photo from instagram it's like if if they don't title the photo it's like the username shared a photo and (laughs) well marco how many followers did you lose over posting dogs on it on twitter about a thousand (laughs) he lost a thousand followers because he posted dog photos nonstop. totally worth it (laughs) did you get a lot of those i only follow you for tech tweet more about tech you know i did uh, usually i would just block those people figuring well if i block you it unfollows me and so i'll just solve this problem for you <laughs> maybe that's done. why all those people are like hey i don't know what i did uh marco uh block me can you and they all tweet at me to get them unblocked do you do the the do you leave them blocked or do you do the block on block trick usually if they're just complaining about what i'm posting i'll do the block on block trick I love that. Not many people understand how that works. It forces yeah. the other person to unfollow you, and then you unblock them, so they can't see that they're blocked anymore. They can still they can still see your tweets, but it just forces them to unfollow you. Yeah, like there's no paper trail. Like I, I kind of like <laughs> people on Twitter complain. In I've seen a bunch of people complaining recently about this alleged unfollow bug, where they will just find <laughs> that they have just 
mysteriously unfollowed somebody they thought they were following. And I wonder how many cases of this alleged bug are just people who are block unblocked by that other person. I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced it's block on block. <laughs> okay, it's, it's okay, just, okay, dude. Yeah, this is not a tech show. We're going to be talking about some dogs, <laughs> except for the time that someone's husband muted her because she started a Tumblr page for all the dogs that she wasn't allowed to adopt. <laughs> well, those dogs are in need, Joel. That was cold. They are. <laughs> Her latest kick is she wants a bunny. No, you don't want that. They're allergy clouds. They're just they're the worst for any allergy, anything ever. She they, started this recently. I was like, no, no. we we have a seven month old baby. No, no more animals. They're adorable. I mean, you already have a house full of animals, so you're already like you know at some minor risk here. However, yeah, bunnies are even worse than cats because their fur their fur is like as irritating as cat fur to certain people like me. Yeah, uh, but they're always in motion, so. It makes it just fills the air so much faster than cats do, and so much more severely. It like I cannot be in the same house as a rabbit. I if there's like if there's like cats in a house, I can be okay for like a couple hours without having a problem. Uh, but if there's a rabbit, I, I'm out of there in ten minutes. Like it's really it's the worst. But you can put a bunny hutch outside. Then why bother? Then they're just going to freeze. Well, I guess you guys don't have winter down there. Anyway, we so let's don't. talk about let's talk about better animals. <laughs> so let's talk about dogs. Um, so I think we should start at our number fours. All right, we said that these don't necessarily have to be dogs that you want to own. It's just dog breeds that you really like. Also, it is not just um, American Kennel Club kind of uh, distinguished dogs. I, I believe you could also do any combination thereof. Feel free to mix and match your dog breeds as you see fit for your top four. There are so many mixed breeds now that are treated as such a high pedigree of like a what quote unquote purebred that it's, I don't know, I think those old stodgy rules are, are way out of date. Like the Cavachons you always cheat on Birdie and Lizzie with. Oh, they're so <laughs> oh, Those cute. are Cavachons? I thought they were Cavaliers. Yeah, those are Cavachons. I like the uh, Cavapoos. Those are so cute. Yeah, those, those are good. Those are adorable. Yeah. Oh, I really like Nid. Niddy from Ned Australia. Yeah. So it seems like it, while we're while we're f- trying to stop talking about Instagram dogs, uh, it, it <laughs> you can't seems, never stop. It seems like there's the best Instagram dog community in Australia. Yes. Like, I follow so many Australian internet dogs. They I don't have know a lot what of fluffy dogs down there. They're so cute. I and guess. Fluffy. Yeah. Like they have. They just have an amazing Instagram dog community in Australia for some reason, and I really enjoy it. Well, Ned has a lot of cute friends. Yeah. <laughs> Ned does have a lot of cute friends and Ned is adorable. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. So. Okay, so for the roll of the top four dice. Hold on, I should get something. Uh, just <laughs> let me roll let me roll something. Um, Steph, go first. Okay. So my list of honorable mentions first. Oh dear. Of course. Welcome <laughs> to the show. You have to have more than four. I have a list of seventeen. <laughs> hey, it just took me a long time to narrow this down to a top four list. Yeah, she's she's done a lot of research. She's done a lot of prep for this. I did maybe a half hour of prep. I would also like to read some of the American Kennel Club descriptions, like a very the brief like couple word descriptions about each dog breed that we choose. So once we get into our top fours, mm. um, I will be reading a couple of those out for everybody. So you did some research. I just have a web page open. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that counts. And I have some uh, cut and paste um, total plagiarism from Wikipedia here going on in my, my notes. But uh, my I realized I am, I um, for my top fours, I am definitely not a big dog person like I thought I was uh, doing this. Too much to my husband's surprise going on right now because I have always wanted a Newfie or a Mastiff <laughs> or a Bernie's Mountain Dog. And our next door neighbor is the most adorable Newfie and is supposed to be close to 200 pounds uh, when he is fully grown. And I literally sat in, in our breakfast room staring into their backyard the day he came home and worked for an entire day looking into their backyard so I could <laughs> see him when he first graced our next door neighbor's property. She stalks our neighbor's dogs. Well, he was the cutest little fluffy pup. It was, He's I saw him. Adorable. Yeah, you took some awesome photos of him on yeah, Instagram. I love him. But that being said, Samoyeds, Huskies, Malamutes, Newfies, and Bernies all are in my honorable mention list. Uh, my top four, my first is going to be a Pumi. What is a Pumi? Is that the Zuckerberg dog? Hold on. No, that is a pulley. Oh, my mistake. You're right. Um, the reason the pulley did not make the list is because it actually is a Zuckerberg dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's actually a downside. 
<laughs> it was okay. a downside. I'm like, no, I can't do this. Um, but they're actually very similar. They're both Hungarian herding dogs, but a Pumi doesn't shed versus a Puli has dreads. Okay. Oh, I think I've um, yeah, seen it those. has no description and, here on the American Kennel Club, but underneath the pulley, it says loyal, smart, home loving, strong willed, but trainable. And then underneath yes. is a picture of a fluffier version without dreadlocks, and it looks adorable. So a pumi has almost, I, how do I describe this? Like little ears. Um, that kind of come up and flop down terrier-like and will sit up on its hind legs and beg. And that's considered, how, if you'll look at a lot of the YouTube videos, what they'll call sitting pretty for the Pumi. And is just uh, adorable. Uh, the reason I really liked the Pumi, yes, uh, the the picture that Marco's showing for uh, say, those of us on the scrap, it, it's adorable. It's like short curly hair. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has weird proportions. Like the ear, the ears are really distinctive. They're, they're so big. They like, are for the for the size. So of the Steph, dog. what made you pick this dog? Do you know anyone who has a dog like this, or you just like it from dog shows? I liked it from dog shows, and it was recently, um, and 2016 considered part official, I guess, official part of the AKC. It's recognized now uh, for official AKC purposes. Nice. So I just thought it was adorable. I, I'm I'm doing all of this based on my adorability factor. That's that's awesome. You nope, know? nope. Factors are individual and personal. <laughs> so no Joel's judgment. Like, rolling his eyes i can hear it from here i'm just shaking my head well that so i was looking at photos of the other one you mentioned the pulley the the one you you didn't pick the zuckerberg um, that's the that's the one that looks like a uh a mop yeah like exactly. someone took the stick off of a mop and it's just the end of the mop <laughs> you gotta admit they're adorable and they're hilarious when they run <laughs> yes. yes it's like bob marley coming at you in slow motion <laughs> Slow motion pulley running is should be a sport, and it's just it's kind of impressive that they that they exist at all. Like, and you wonder, like, first of all, how did this come to be? Second of all, secondly, like, how is this dog not tripping over its own dreads? Yeah, I don't understand how it sees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Has hunting dog or herding dogs, so they're herding sheep with dreadlocks. Are they supposed to blend in with the sheep? <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, actually, when I watched um, one of the videos, the the dreadlocks and the 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 hair and the fur that they have uh, actually protects them from wolves because if they're attacked, they're only getting the the dreads. They're not actually hitting the body hmm. of the dog. Hmm. That's interesting. And so that's part of the the natural defense of the dog. But the grooming that goes into uh, keeping their their coat coat using air quotes here yeah. uh, clean just I I, I couldn't take care of that personally bert and lizzie just take so much time as it is but um you have to pull each individual dread oh boy oh, um there's just a lot of upkeep that goes into wow just so like just like a human's dread it's not like a natural thing you have to maintain them exactly yeah okay i could see the wolf also going what the hell is this and running the other way. <laughs> it's also good camouflage like like he could just hide out in the mops that are nearby like find the nearest mop closet and just hang out there the wolf will never find him in one of the episodes of dog whisperer i remember him uh caesar tying back the hair of a dog that had hair over its eyes because he said that the other dogs will think that that dog is weird if they can't see his eyes and i think that every single time now i see a dog with no eyes because the hair's all grown over i'm like oh the other dogs are gonna think he's weird (laughs) (laughs) all right joel what do you got oh we should explain that joel was previously a cat person and now yeah (laughs) has seen the light so so my my criteria for picking were that um it has to have been a dog that I have not owned but interacted with in some way mm-hmm. through a neighbor or seeing him at a farmer's market or whatever. Another thing I picked was not necessarily something I wanted to own, but just uh, a breed that I liked for whatever reason. And I'll, I'll say so I would never want to own this breed due to maintenance and health issues and all sorts of things. But the English Bulldog, um, because they are fairly cute actually really smart and trainable if they're well trained and well behaved they can be really gentle and really friendly um uh and we see them we we have a stephanie has a a side business that takes us to farmers markets a lot in the summer and there's a few that come to our farmers markets that are really friendly um i like their face i like how they're uh they can kind of um 
be like a little snorty. I think it's cute how they're they're like. I mean, that's part of their health issues though. They can have respiratory problems due to due to the, the way they were bred that way. You have to clean all their little rolls. Yeah, and you have to main their face area is a lot to maintain because you have to clean them often so that they uh, don't become sick if you know whatnot. Um, but yeah, English bulldog. All right, Tiff number four. Um, number four, I kind of have a tie. Nope, nope, no tie. Going to stick with it. Going to pick it. <laughs> Focus. I'm going to go with a husky because I think they are beautiful dogs. They, I don't know. I just really like that Spitz face. I like the dog looking face. I like when they look like foxes or wolves. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I love the whole idea of sled dogs and working in a team. And they're so cute when they sleep in their little donuts and then the snow falls <laughs> on them. It's I just, it's so cute. Um even though they're very big, they shed a lot. a lot. And I like sometimes when they have like those crazy two-colored eyes. I think that's awesome. I had a Keisha and she had the two-colored eyes. You had one? I did. I had a Husky Malamute mix. We rescued her from the pound one day. Oh. I was like, Dad, I want a dog. <laughs> did it shed <laughs> like we crazy? Went to the pound. <laughs> she was loyal. I, I totally agree with this pick. I love it. Yeah, I've always been very, very into the Huskies. I think they're really cool, but they're just too big and too sheddy for our lifestyle. Also, I think we live in too warm of a climate, even though we live in New York. I feel like those dogs, when I see them walking around in the summertime, we just always say like, I am hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they need a colder climate. I always like seeing the videos online of um, like a puppy or even an older Malamute that that are Husky that... um, uh, is doing the little like oh you know trying to sing to music or howl you know to to an owner making noises i also love the videos or anything about puppies of a larger breed and their feet are always very big and they always trip over their feet i think that's adorable and their proportions are so out of Mm -hmm. scale to everything else and it just makes them so cute they're also very protective Mm -hmm. of, of children so they're very good um just they they know they're very loyal to their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we used to joke that if anyone broke into the house, they weren't leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, love, love the Huskies. Solid number four. I also want to have my honorable mentions. Um, I, I think sheepdogs are adorable um, because Marco keeps showing me pictures of sheepdogs. So I can't stop. Um, I do really like my brother's Australian shepherd. Mm-hmm. He's very He's fluffy, cool. although he steals things from the counter, but <laughs> um, he's just so fluffy yeah. and uh, there are a lot of very very cute dog breeds out there that I wish I could have included in my list but you gotta you gotta focus focus or you can do what I did for my number four pick uh oh and my number four pick you know because I, I have are all I have the dogs specifics <laughs> for numbers one two and three my number four pick is pretty much every other dog <laughs> you can't do that I can do that you can't and pick all of them and and the you, reason you oh you've just picked every dog I said pretty much every other dog oh pretty much every other so dog. there's there's gonna be there's gonna be three that beat it but there's gonna be, but pretty much every other dog because like I feel like there are so many dogs you know first of all there's mutts you know mixed breed dogs or who knows what they are dogs and they're great too and and there's so many dogs that are also just kind of like historically like very popular breeds that are that we now consider fairly boring like any kind of like you know Labrador or Golden Retriever like breeds are just like very common and have been very common for a long time and so now when people think about oh what are your favorite dog breeds they often will pick something else that's newer or you know more exotic or or more like interesting looking in some way or something like that but all dogs are great like i love all dogs and so i I, there 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 are very very few uh breeds that i that i tend not to get along with if i interact with them they're good Um, dogs marcus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and usually like and even even when there's been like individual dogs that i don't really care for that i've met in life usually it's the owner's fault for like bad training and stuff uh it's not yes. usually like the fault of the breed or the the exact dog you know it's almost always the owner's fault and uh and so it's it, there really are no like bad dog breeds you know they're all they, they're all good and or, or they, rather they all can be good if properly trained and, and properly, you know, kept in good physical and mental health. Uh, and that's that's not easy for a lot of people. Like some people obviously pick breeds that need lots of work and they keep them in their house all day. So they get restless and destructive and everything. But that's not really the breed's fault. That's like a bad fit for what the person got for their life. So it's like 
there really are no bad breeds. And so I kind of wanted to just devote my number four to all the other dogs out there that are either so often poorly trained or you know bought for the wrong reasons and that and get a bad reputation for being destructive or violent or whatever um or all the all the dogs out there that are mixed breeds or that are so boring that no one thinks about them when they think about their top dog breeds so number four is to all of them because they're all good dogs you're so dogmatic. wow <laughs> you should you should run for president of dogs I, I might have a good chance. Dogs tend to like me. Anyway, but uh, that sounds great, honey. I'm so glad that you picked all dogs as your number four. <laughs> did you have any expectation <laughs> that I would actually pick four like solid regular picks? I don't know. I kind of did. Kind of <laughs> a little bit. But I did that for the vegetable show, so I couldn't do that again. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it twice in a row. Let's not freak out the audience and have you actually follow the rules of the show. Not two episodes in a row. No, that would be madness. Yeah. Anyway, I want to read what, because um, I forgot already what i was doing because i can't stay consistent anyway bulldog calm courageous and friendly dignified but amusing you forgot a line there that was the housemans need a bulldog (laughs) and the housemans need a bulldog siberian husky friendly gentle dignified alert but not aggressive thank you everyone there you go so (laughs) for all those people that don't know their dog breeds as well as we do now you have a little bit of context all right steph number three here we go I am going with a dog that I have not personally had, but a good friend of mine did. For those of you that know me, will probably read into this as well. It's the Dachshund. Uh, I uh, have have friends that have had little Doxies that I just think are adorable. Uh, the Queen also has them, which also goes along with my little royal fix. Uh, I'm very much <laughs> into Pride and Prejudice and all of like the British type things. So of course I had to uh, include some royal dogs on my list. Um, that's all I can really say about the Dachshund. I just had to do the Dachshund. All right. I, so underneath you know. the American Kennel Club, uh, Dachshund. What, wait, we watched a puppy show, and they said it in a crazy way, and we're like, "That makes sense." What was it? Dashund? No, it was they. They there was like an Australian uh, narrator, of course, because it was like a it was like a dosh hound. It sounded more like hound. Yeah, it was, almost it was like a dosh hound. It was like, it was like dash hound. And we dash were like, hound. Oh, that's what it that was. That makes total sense because they can like dash, dash under sheep and stuff. Um, yeah, and we're like, that is so much more. I get it. Anyway, so here it says, "Go look up the word spunky." We'll wait. Did you see a photo of a dashi? Wait, I didn't we look thought it up. so. That's what it says. That's literally wow. what it says. Thank you, American wow. Kennel Club. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Hold on. Yeah. Spunky. Uh, spunky in quotes. Uh, I got adjective, courageous, no, and determined. Picture. Pictures of okay. spunky. Images. Uh, you sure I want to look this up? Whoa. What's um, that? This is... Oh, it's th- um, spunky from Ren- uh, from uh, Rocko's Modern Doug? Life. Oh, yeah, right. that's it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, I'm seeing that. So... Nope. I, I keep going. There's, I'm seeing a lot of pictures that are of different <laughs> different letters, and there's somebody in, in a bikini. Sorry, and <laughs> sorry. I, I haven't found any Dachshund pictures, so I haven't sorry. either. <laughs> but yeah, I those they are very cute. I especially like the long haired ones. Oh yes, they look so fluffy. <laughs> and when they're puppies, they're really cute. And I just like they kind of walk like a slinky. <laughs> like Jill, I guess Slinky was a you know the Slinky dog is kind of a Dachshund, right? They are. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so cute. Plus, I mean, with little kids, I think, you know, they, they could be kind of cute together. I like when they dress up as hot dogs or tacos for Halloween. <laughs> oh, a taco. <laughs> yeah, the hot dog has always been the classic costume. Well, any kind of long like edible sandwich type thing. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is it? That's I, for I another show. It's for right. another show. <laughs> Let's not get into it now. Anyway, um, all right. Steph, anything else to say about your dachshund? Dachshund? Or any way that anyone wants to say it. Dash Hound? I'm just adding to my list of dogs that we have to get, like, <laughs> next week. You should just get one of every breed, so you have, like, a full <laughs> deck. Like, you know. I plan on it. <laughs> we rescue dogs here at the Houseman Dog Rescue Society, but we only have room for one of each type. Unless you want to go, like, Noah's Ark style and get two of each type. Which then, would be then you have a, a dog factory. Well, it depends on which two you get. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to discriminate. Yeah, we don't discriminate. All right, Joel, number three. An English Springer Spaniel. I think I know this. I'm going to look this up. I'm, I'm picturing... They're very pretty. They kind of look like... Um, yeah, and I mainly picked it because of... Uh, they kind of look like Cocker The fact spaniels. that I think they're so pretty. Yeah, they're, they're in the Spaniel family, oh, those, of course. Yeah. Spaniel. Long ears, but they're more like a... There's a, a, 
a specific color scheme of Cavalier King Charles Spaniel called a Blenheim, and these more closely resemble a Blenheim Cavalier. Um, although there, instead of it being red and white or reddish and white, it's more darker brown. Um, if they're well groomed, their coats are beautiful. Um, the Kennel Club's description of them are friendly, obedient, and playful. Friendly, playful, obedient at home, hardworking, and steady in the field. So they are a. Um, I think they're commonly used as a bird dog. Um, hunting. They look like a bird dog. Yeah. What does that mean? All right. I grew up in southern rural Virginia. Bird dogs are. If you're out, say, I think it's mostly commonly duck hunting or quail hunting, um, some sort of hunting sport in which a bird is hiding in a tree or on the ground and flies from its hiding spot and you quickly use something like a shotgun to kill it and shoot it out of the sky. This a bird dog is a is a is certain breeds of dogs that are trained to rush to where the carcass is, retrieve it, and bring it back to the hunter. So literally the dog in duck hunt for the NES. Yes, exactly. And in fact, I think the dog in Duck Hunt is a Springer Spaniel. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He always laughed at me. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I had some neighbors when I was uh, in my childhood that had a pair of these. Super friendly, super loving. Um, A little bit bigger than a dog I would ever want to own. They're, I would say, medium-sized. And they can be super energetic. They want to run outdoors. So that's... All right. Yeah, they seem like... Are they probably part of the sporting group? Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. My number three is a Portuguese water dog. Nice. Um, I think they are adorable. I love their color scheme. Um, It was super cute that Barack Obama had one. We see a couple of them. Two. Two. Sorry. Sorry. Two. Well, the the downside to that is that they're incredibly expensive and and hard to find now because everybody wanted them once 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 the Obamas got them. So like they're really hard to find. There's a couple around our neighborhood and they always have different like their little white foot or two white feet. It's it's very cute that they have the little subtle markings. Also, I'm half Portuguese, so I like that. Um, Yep. A little bit. And so it says here on the American Kennel Club, uh, the Portuguese water dog is a A student, affectionate, athletic, and adventurous. So um, there you go. They're a little, they're kind of like a, they're a medium-sized dog. These sound like hair. fortune cookie descriptions. Like these sound like just totally it like. Matter. Anyway, <laughs> like, but there's. based on? It's the Kennel Club. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. But they seem very affectionate, loyal, just like the whole thing said. And they, when they're walking with their owners, when we see them in the neighborhood, they're just so dignified. You know, they feel like they're, they're kind of classy and chill. I, I like, but it, yet they can turn and be, pl- and really playful. So Portuguese water dog, number three. Yeah, they seem, they seem similar in many ways in, in many of their good traits to standard poodles. Yes. Uh, but like, I like that they're a little bit stockier. They're not as yeah. uh, long and lean as a poodle. Yeah. I probably shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but I totally stalked Bo Obama uh, when <laughs> the puppy, not the former president, uh, because when I worked next to the White House, I wanted to that. That's all I wanted to do was meet the puppy. Like, I'm, I'm just a crazy dog person. I just wanted to meet the puppy. Um, do you have the book for your son yet? The first pup? Actually, no, I don't. Ooh, don't buy it. I'll buy it for him. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> we have a pretty much every dog book known to mankind. So far. she has, like, I want to say fifty percent of all the children's book we have books we have are somehow dog related. That's awesome. His first word is going to be dog or puppy. See, and you don't have this one, but I read it to Adam because I want him to think that Barack is still the president. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. Okay, it's focus. Dogs, happy dogs, but we we love our Portuguese water dogs. Yes, they're adorable. All right, Marco. All right, my number three. So I, I also, you know, my my standards for this were kind of similar to yours in that, like, I it was dogs that I just like that, like their their appearance and temperament seemed just to make me happy. Not at all what I would want to own for various practical reasons. One of which is that I'm actually allergic, mildly, to shedding dogs. Uh, not like I could never have a cat. I'm very allergic to cats. Dogs, I like dogs that shed. I get mild irritation from, um, and so I, I really should probably never own a shedding dog, uh, including the the ones that you know breeders will often tell you like that anything mixed with a poodle 
will not shed because poodles don't shed and that's not really true yeah and yeah that's like if you want a non-shedding dog the the only really safe way to guarantee that is to have both parent breeds be non-shedding breeds uh so just having just one be non-shedding breed doesn't actually work it reduces Uh, the shedding maybe but it doesn't eliminate it and there's no guarantee how much it would eliminate it right so all that being said, my number three dog that just makes me so happy uh, that I just love so much is the Old English Sheepdog. Uh, these are a- another very vibrant Instagram community. Uh, if you see, uh, not, they, they'll usually abbreviate it OES in their usernames. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know all the codes. Of course I do. Hashtag. Of course I do. And it's a hilarious looking breed because the way they, they groom and grow their fur out, they just had this like long, fluffy, straight, white and gray uh, fur, usually this, these big gray markings, like big gray spots somewhere. And so they're, they're, you know, they'll be like this big mix and they never have any eyes. Like it is so rare to ever see <laughs> a picture of, an, of an, old, an old English sheepdog on Instagram where you can see its eyes. The other dogs think it's weird yeah and like some of them like like the, some of the female ones will have like a little hair clip like a little like pink clip above their eyes uh like rosie the sheepdog rosie's one of my favorites oh like rosie you <laughs> yeah. know everyone knows rosie well like i follow all these dogs now on instagram uh and like it, it's like it's similar to like people i follow it's like oh look you know there's there's what you know joel is doing and oh there's what rosie's doing and it's <laughs> just like i just mix them in because i see what they're doing all day just like just like the people i follow i love when dogs have people names yeah like there's a dog down the street from us named dennis and it's just so great i love when it's just like oh there's tennis yep <laughs> hey dennis all right so we're gonna read about the old english sheepdog um akc adaptable Smart, gentle, old English sheepdogs are famous for their sweet, agreeable nature. I've never actually met one, and so I, I don't know if that counts, but I don't care. Uh, they make me happy. And, and I, like, whenever I see like, videos of them and stuff on Instagram, they, just, they do seem like they're just like, nice, like, laid-back, friendly dogs. They, they don't seem like they, they're like, particularly like, problematic or aggressive or have many downsides besides the obvious physical downsides of they are quite large, uh, at least by volume i don't know how much how much dog is inside of all that fluff but they're they are quite large and uh i imagine they have intense grooming needs uh just because they have a they have this very long straight fluffy fur so i bet you need to get a lot of grooming with an old english English sheepdog and also it seems like they don't usually have tails uh i consider that a downside hey marco do we have a sponsor we do actually hello it's blue apron what? The number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. Check out this week's menu and get three meals free with free shipping. This is literally free food. Three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash top four. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the monterey bay aquarium seafood watch their beef chicken and pork come from responsibly raised animals and their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming each blue apron meal comes with a step-by-step easy to follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less and we use blue apron we are huge fans of it we've been with them for over a year since long before they sponsored any of our podcasts and it, it really has made us better chefs it is i cannot recommend enough using blue apron because not only is their stuff good but during the nights that you don't have blue apron meals to make uh you are actually better cooks as a result of having done blue apron for a while because it really introduces you to tons of different ingredients and techniques and you really build a lot of experience cooking for yourself and and cooking for your family and it is it is just so good. We're, we're huge fans. So you can choose from a variety of new recipes each week. You know, you go to the website, you just pick what you want, uh, or they just send based on your on your preferences. You can easily suspend it for a week or two, or as long as you want, and you don't pay for those weeks. Uh, if you're going to be like out of town, or you're going to be too busy, or whatever else, it's no big deal. You don't have to worry about stuff like that. It is just good, solid food 
delivered to you. It's amazing. Uh, you can cook meals like uh, this week they had cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice, udon noodle soup with miso and soft boiled eggs, uh, chipotle vegetable and farro salad with avocado and crispy tortilla strips, and they delivered at ninety nine percent in the continental United States. So it is it is highly recommended. Again, we use it. We've been using it for a very long time. Highly recommend it. Check out blueapron.com slash top four today to check out this week's menu and get three meals free with free shipping. That's Once a whole again, week. That's a whole week of yeah. food free. Like that's craziness. It's awesome. Especially Why if your week's you only three this? days long. Check it out today. Oh, yeah. You will love how good it feels. <laughs> Don't question me. You will will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. Visit blueapron.com slash top four today. And we we thank Blue Apron very much for their support of this show, Really FM, and our stomachs. All right. Number twos. I just realized I have five dogs on my list. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) All right. Well, you're up next, Stephanie. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to do two in a row or what? I'm going to combine mine. Okay. Wow. You can make a mixed breed. I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that moment that you realize you have mom brain and, brain and uh, you actually have five dogs on your list because you can't count right at the moment. That's, um, that's not mom so, brain. That's Marco brain. That's top four. <laughs> that's top four. No, sorry. Um, and, sorry. And to add to the Marco brain, I am totally going to mispronounce this next breed. So I'm going to do my best. It's mostly French. Um, so here it goes. I, I practiced this. Um, it is called the Catan de Tulier. Yes, the cotton dog. Yes. Those are the best. <laughs> I just think this dog is utterly fantastic. And it's from Madagascar. It's the official dog of Madagascar. That's awesome. Um, I, I would have this dog in a heartbeat if it weren't for the grooming needs. Yeah. Of, oh, yes. Um, okay. Keeping up with it. Slash, because I can't count Corgi. And my <laughs> together, that would be amazing. <laughs> it wouldn't it, especially if it had the corgi butt. Oh, because the corgi butt's huge these days nothing, on the internet. It is. There is nothing better than a corgi butt when you're talking about dogs. Joel corgi is just butt better. His eyes from the other room. Corgi butt better be our show art <laughs> for this section. <laughs> if it's not Marco, I'll send it back. <laughs> Do you, Stephanie, do you follow uh, Zach and Henry on Instagram? They're they're two no. cotton dogs. They're adorable. Anyway, cotton, uh, cotton okay, de tulea. Anyway, bright, happy-go-lucky, endlessly charming, born to love and be loved. They're, yeah, they're just, they kind of seem like our cavaliers with just a, a longer coat with maybe a little bit more grooming needs. And you get to do like kind of like Marco sheepdogs, the little bows to keep mm-hmm. the hair out of their eyes. A little bit more fun. <laughs> Joel's just laughing at me. And corgis have uh, another word in front of their name usually, right? What is it? Uh, there's Pembroke or Welsh. And Welsh I think corgi, there's maybe there a go. third. Are those different breeds or are they just kind of different? Uh, because, you know, Cavaliers, there's rubies and blenums and tricolors and black and tans. They said I'm really tortellini types. they're just pastas yeah (laughs) i believe they're actually categorized differently because i think they're shown differently but i could be wrong joel number two oh i found the corgi i found the corgi it's called the cardigan welsh corgi and it's loyal affectionate and smart even tempered never shy it jumped out of a helicopter with james bond to open up the olympics oh the pembroke one looks way more like the regular corgi <laughs> yeah the pembroke one i think is the one you see the queen though the one you know the yeah. queen usually have like four or five of them well it's affectionate but not pushy bold but kindly unfortunately she's not raising anymore oh because she's getting too old i'm sure somebody will help right i mean she doesn't want to burden anybody else all right joel number two so my number two is the pug, which is basically a miniature English bulldog. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> so uh, we have our, our neighbor um, across the road has a pug. Um, Mike, Mike Martero and, uh, and his wife um, have a pug named Rupert, who has his own Instagram account. And I believe he's featured on Mule Design's uh, employee page at least the last time he was <laughs> last time i checked he was <laughs> um uh and and pugs sometimes will have um uh, like a snaggle tooth like an underbite where their little teeth come up that that over top of their their upper 
gums, which I think is cute. But they're uh, they're they're usually very friendly. I've never met a pug that that wasn't very friendly. Although they can be uh, very vocal, like the pug that lives across the street. If he sees or anyone outside, and he happens to be outside, he will bark in this really adorable little bark that I'm sure he's trying to make sound very ferocious. <laughs> and he will continue to bark at you as you walk up to him. And and then rub up against your leg as he's continuing to bark at you. Like he he, he can't decide whether he wants to be an attack dog that's like you know six inches off the ground or or wants to love you. Um, and then you know you'll 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 bend over and start to pet him, and he'll keep barking at you. But you know he's he's loving that you're petting him. Um, I just think they're 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 really cute. They're they're adorable. Um, I I don't believe I would ever want to own a pug. Um, because of the some of the same health issues that English bulldogs have due to respiratory issues and, and stuff like that. Um, but I, I like pugs. You're not going for the fluffy dogs, Joel. I see. Uh, the, the, I, I'm I've, I'm splitting it. Two of mine are fluffy and two aren't. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at my list, and mine are all like major grooming dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the pug. because I'm a former cat person, and I love cats, and had cats all my life. I tend to go for smaller cat-like dogs um although the pug and english bulldog aren't really cat-like but as far as dogs i would want to own um you know smaller dogs that are uh not as super energetic don't have a lot of maintenance issues you know they're they're okay um just kind of laying around sleeping and (laughs) that sort of thing so the pug is described as even-tempered charming mischievous and loving Fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Tiff, you're number two. My number two is the Shih Tzu. Yay. But only when they have short hair. When they have long hair, they look ridiculous. (laughs) I would argue that as much as I love Shih Tzus, I would argue that they always look a little bit ridiculous. Yes, but they are very cute when they have their little curly puppy cut. These are the ones that that always look absolutely ridiculous in the Westminster Dog Show when they have the long flowing hair. (laughs) They just look like they're walking with a gown on. The one with our neighbors that used to walk, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but that used to walk off leash and that we were always so impressed it was so well trained. Well, because they're kind of dumb. Yeah. Shih Tzus are described (laughs) as outgoing, affectionate, playful, and charming. And there is nothing said about their intelligence. So (laughs) when you don't have anything nice to say. You don't say anything at all. No, I I mean, I've met only a handful of purebred Shih Tzus, uh, but they've always been great. Like, uh, you know, we have a Shih Poo. He is, we would argue, probably a little bit better for certain things, but uh, which we will probably talk about. uh, But uh, purebred Shih Tzus are also great, and I like them a lot, too. I like them because they are slightly dumb, so they don't get into trouble. They yeah. are, I, if they get too inbred, they get a little snaggly looking, and <laughs> it's kind of sad. But if you get one and it's not totally inbred, it is super cute. And again, I like them with their fluffy hair. They were bred to guard temples, I believe, in China. Oh, and really? so okay. Yeah, they were, uh, yep, that's what they did. They sat around and barked at people. Who yep. came near the temples? In modern day, they bark at UPS drivers delivering Amazon boxes. They do, but they don't <laughs> bark very much, which is so cute. So they're very playful, and I very rarely met a sh- didn't have met a Shih Tzu I didn't like. Yeah, right. Yeah, I used to to work with a lady that was a breeder for Shih Tzus, pugs, Engl- uh, uh, English, French, French bulldog, yeah. Frenchies, and some other small little toy variety. And they she would have purebreds or crossbreeds and. No, no, no. You need to go into this story more about how your wife had just had brain surgery and um, you were redesigning this person's website. And as payment, she offered you a free puppy. She offered to pay me in puppies. And I said, (laughs) no. And your (laughs) wife wanted a puppy. And you said no, <laughs> and I told her no, and then then I told my and then I told Steph months later that that she had offered puppies as payment. Why did you ever tell her that? That is a, that was that was Marco. A you're definitely going to need to find someone to pay you in puppies. Oh my god! Or I will. <laughs> yes, I will take. See if five you can get Blue Apron to work. pay us in, pay, in puppies for the sponsorship tonight. <laughs> oh yay! Everyone, right. Send everyone their top no, one puppy. Please, no, I, I really, I really enjoy having one dog. I don't. I, I don't. I've I, heard I, about it. I've I already. Know. I really. Uh, I'm very happy with our one dog lifestyle. All right, my number two is uh, as previously mentioned, the Alaskan Malamute. 
Um, I follow a lot of Malamutes on Instagram. They're my favorite kind of dog to follow on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it's it, this is this is similarly like you know kind of like you know uh vicarious dog selection through podcast and instagram because practically speaking they are massive they shed a truly massive amount uh and so it would be very impractical for us to ever own a malamute uh, however, I love watching other people's Malamutes and, and <laughs> seeing them occasionally in real life and uh, very occasionally in real life. Uh, we don't see a lot of them around here, but very, very occasionally I'll, I'll see one. Um, and, um, you know, the, the the entire like husky area of dog breeds is great. Um, huskies themselves, I like them too. I think they're also awesome. Uh, for me, the Malamute gets the slight edge. Uh, because it seems like their personalities tend to be a little bit more like laid back and chilled out um, and kind of like a little bit more of like a family dog style uh, of personality for them, according to most of the info that I've read. But yeah, otherwise, uh, you know, that, that whole area of dogs is great. And my favorite among them is the Malamute. Alaskan Malamute, affectionate, loyal, playful, but dignified. Yeah, it, it seems like the Husky that's like kicked back a little bit. You know, like, because, like, Huskies can often be a little bit serious, like, you know, and, and Malamutes seem like their their personality tends to average out a little bit more, like, laid back and playful, which All is a right. little more my style. Tell everybody your favorite one. Oh, it's got to be Phil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> life with Malamutes. That's, yeah, Life with Malamutes is their username, and it's it's uh, Phil and Nico, this pair of Malamutes, <laughs> and uh, Phil is my favorite of the two. I think he probably is the favorite of the two, uh, but they're both excellent. Marco and, giggled uh, with glee watching Phil learn how to catch a ball. No, that, that was Malamute Moosh. Oh, that was Moosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Moosh is great I confused because, them. Because Moosh has, has a dog sibling that is a, uh, a Dachshund, so there's all these like <laughs> amazing videos of like this tiny, like incredibly fast-running little Dachshund, like running circles under and around this 10-year-old Malamute, <laughs> who is, Aww. the Malamute is able to catch all the food that's being dropped because, well, they're starting out higher. So... <laughs> I love the yeah, unlikely dog pairs, like yeah. like th- those two, and then Brady's dog, uh, um, yeah, Audrey, Audrey and, and Lulu, Lulu. Yep. <laughs> which is a greyhound and a chihuahua. So yeah. together, oh, wow. they look hilarious. <laughs> yes. I love when they're sleeping together, and the <laughs> chihuahua is smaller than the greyhound's head. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that that has to be, I mean, does the chihuahua just, was as the greyhound curls up in the little, kind of like C, does the chihuahua just sit in the center? I, all over the place. Yeah, they're, like, they're very they're, good friends. The Chihuahua basically looks like somebody dropped like a garlic knot on the Greyhound. I have to say though, Audrey <laughs> is the cutest Chihuahua I've ever seen. I have ne- yeah, I've very, very rarely liked a Chihuahua very much. That just the look of them, but Audrey is adorable, and she's particularly tiny. So, but she just has a very good Chihuahua face. So, thumbs up, Audrey and Lulu. We like you. I'm looking at photos of Malamutes, and I, I've seen Malamutes before in person, but I had never seen any as large as some of the photos I'm seeing. I didn't realize they could they're, get this large. Yeah, they're, I, I think their their average weight is substantially larger than the Huskies. Like they're they're of similar, I think, height range, but they're just a lot thicker. They're not as big um, as Akitas, though. I think they might be close. Uh, they're they're very very big, and this is yeah yet another sign that like you know. I should probably not ever own one, not to mention the shedding uh, requirements, which would be uh, intense but uh, and possibly be bad for my allergies. However, I think they're super cool, and they seem like, they seem like they're pretty great dogs if you can handle the size and the shedding. And they just need area to run, too. I mean, they're, they're dogs to, to exercise. If you're, if you're um, hiking and trekking and doing all of that, this is the perfect dog for you. Yeah, and like our, like our lifestyle is pretty much indoors hanging out most of the time and we will most days but not even every day take like a a one to two mile walk and uh, uh, you know in you know town streets like not we're not going in the woods or anything <laughs> like you know we might go on like you know like a little park trail at at best but that's it and so like you know most of the larger more energetic you know working breeds would not be a good fit for us because we would not be able to exercise them enough in our with our lifestyle and that's why we don't get them yep we definitely need a dog in our life that is basically a rug yeah exactly (laughs) all right um now i believe it's time for everyone's number ones right all right stephanie you may go first what is your number one i have a combo yes (laughs) as in (laughs) in you have two picks or you're picking a mixed breed 
Actually, it, it's it's a uh, two picks, um, but they're <laughs> so you um, had ve- six really instead. <laughs> <laughs> doing, you, you are starting out on the show very very well you are really showing that you listen to the show that, that you, you you get the the essence of the show here so um both are very very similar um they have very similar characteristics and the main difference is one is an american english version and one is a german french version my first pick is obviously the cavalier king charles spaniel because they're my babies and the second is called the lochin which is obviously very similar to the cav except for uh you get to groom them like a lion oh those yes <laughs> They have the same temperament. Um, they might be a little bit more energetic, but they have a very specific haircut that you have to groom them to. Um, they, evidently, they were meant to be more of a water heater, water bottles um, <laughs> back in the Renaissance days when they would sleep next to their owners. Um, and so they're heaters. It says right here, affectionate, outgoing, strong-willed, and brave as a lion. And there it is. It's windy, majestic lioness. <laughs> So I couldn't leave them out. I mean, they're very similar, very much um, just like our calves, but um, calves are always going to be right up there, uh, up there for me. Apparently, low chin literally means little lion. Yes. And the Cavalier Kings, affectionate, graceful, and gentle. I love my my, my calves, my Burt Burt and my Lizzie. Uh, so uh, they're adorable. And they started out uh, actually not by uh, choice, um, as people may have picked up from our conversation. I really wanted new fees to begin with. And the reason we started out with calves is uh, because uh, Joel, um, after watching every episode of Dogs 101, discovered that they're the most cat-like dog um, <laughs> yeah. out there. And so I have... Um, fallen in love with this breed that has uh, curls up with you every day uh will go on hikes with us uh which we have taken them through shenandoah um to just running around the house they really adapt to apartment living to house um to being in every situation possible which really is adaptive to our lifestyle and they've been great with our our baby from the day he's been ho- he came home to being seven months old um, and they love to give him kisses and they're just very affectionate dogs so for us i think they've been the perfect breed and i believe you also have a goal to have a complete set i do of the colors because they come explain the colors that they come in so they come in blenheim which is the stereotypical if you think of a cavalier that's what you think of ruby which is all over red a tricolor which is that blenheim with black added in and um, uh, black and tan, which is black and ruby. So we will have all four <laughs> eventually at some point in time. Um, maybe it will come when my show dog comes here in the future. Uh, because I also, much to my husband's dismay, um, our next dog will be a show dog that I want to um, take into the ring. Because that's my new hobby. That's awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds actually <laughs> He's pretty not- fun. He's he's not impressed. Uh, we'll no. be going to our first uh, Cavalier show in March. That's going to be um, held here in the D.C. area. Our dogs will not be participating uh, because uh, they <laughs> that's are spayed. That's a funny and- one. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, our dogs are not participating because they're spayed and neutered. Uh, but uh, we will be attending. They also wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. They would sit there on the ground and be like, what's this? <laughs> I love that movie Best in Show so much. such a good movie highly recommended to anyone out there who has not seen it it's madness if you're listening to this show this long and you haven't seen best in show or um oh shoot it's uh the other shows uh, oh my i cannot believe i'm gonna if it's called um finding mr darcy or something like it's a hallmark movie oh my god i'm mentioning this um (laughs) it is (laughs) your shame is showing I, I, it is. Um, it is actually about showing Cavaliers, but it's based off of Pride and Prejudice as well. But it was a Hallmark movie last year. Oh, my goodness, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> okay. Shh. Everyone look Everyone look away. Joel, what's your, what's your number one? So the reason I haven't said much about this is my number one pick is also the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. <laughs> I mean, it's not Bam. that big of a surprise that our number one pick yeah. might be our dogs. Like. Right. That's not that big of a uh, I mean, there's a reason we, we picked this breed right. to get. Uh, so, so in researching, when Stephanie said, oh, my God, we've got to have a dog, uh, I said, okay, we'll get one, but you have to let me decide the breed. Because I didn't want a large dog. I don't like, I don't like, uh, like our neighbors, for instance, have a Newfoundland. The Newfoundland is almost a year old. 
He's pushing 120, 130 pounds, and he's not fully grown. His dad at the breeder was 190 pounds. Yeah, those are uh, uh, I was talking to our neighbor the other week who was having to repaint the ceiling in their foyer. It's like, why yeah. are you doing that? It's like, well, when he came inside and he shook his head and the slobber and drool flew up and hit the ceiling. Um, <laughs> because he's, he stands off the ground. Oh, my God. Like, the top of his head is three and a half feet tall. He's huge. And if he has that much drool to be shaking it off that high also, yes. that's also yes. an interesting attribute. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want a large dog because I don't like drool. Don't ride him. Don't Everyone like... always tries to ride him. Uh, yeah. We thought and, about and, putting the baby on the dog. And I don't like I don't like that kind of like dog smell that larger dogs, you know, can can have. And I wanted a smaller dog that was cat like and I wanted a breed that would be we had cats. I didn't want to introduce a dog to the house that would like terrorize the cats. I wanted a, a breed that would be would get along with other animals, other dogs if if for instance we got another one in the future and kids that were super friendly. Um, and the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel was specifically bred by British aristocracy to be a lap dog, to sit in your lap and not say anything and be quiet all day and be perfectly happy just to be beside your side um, all day. That's what they were bred to be. Uh, uh, they, they grew in popularity in England from, when was this, the 18th century? Uh, King Charles II had one in his like official royal portrait. And thus, all of British nobility wanted to have one, too. Um, and it became kind of like a trend within British aristocracy to have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel like King Charles II did. Um, and they the, the Blenheim name came about because the first Duke of Marlborough had a particular Cavalier King Charles that looked like the Blenheim color scheme. Um, and in, he fought a battle of the Battle of Blenheim, and it was named after his breed. And, and a lot of the other uh, uh, breeds are just named after their color, you know, ruby or black and tan or tricolor, and the Blenheim got its unique name from that. Um, the, the Cavalier breed, they're intelligent. You can train them well. Um, they do have some health issues related to their heart, um, which usually doesn't come about until later in life. Oh, their head issue. Oh, Stephanie... Stephanie, uh, yeah, I'm pointing at my head for a reason. <laughs> yes, my wife had brain surgery because she has a, uh, or had a, do you have a, had I a? still have, still have a Chiari malformation. And it turns out this particular breed also can get Chiari malformations. And didn't you get your first dog right when Steph had her surgery? A year later. We, we were at the vet and the vet was trying to explain us what Chiari was. We're like, we know. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I really like my calves. Um, they're for me not being a dog person. They completely converted me. Um, they 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 the 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 only drawback is they don't enjoy it all when you leave the house. They have big separation anxiety. They want to be with you all, all day in the house. When I go upstairs or downstairs, they follow me everywhere. They sleep in bed with us. Um, they whenever we move to any room in the house, they follow you and lay down in their favorite spot in that room as long as they can be in the same room with you. Yeah, people were joking that when we had the baby, we'd never be alone again. And I'm like, we're never alone now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not new. Wait, I cannot. I, I thought I had the bathroom door shut earlier today, and then Bert just busts on through. Um, <laughs> just you, like a child. <laughs> it, yes. And if the door happens to be shut and I have locked it properly, a paw still comes underneath the door. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, he follows her around everywhere. You you just cannot be alone with, with these dogs. But we still love them. Well, we kind of have the opposite problem with our dog, where he will not go through an opening that is smaller or the size of his body. He does not want to touch <laughs> any side of anything. And so he's just the most timid thing ever. And we can block passageways partially with empty boxes. And he will not go through them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's it's pretty, actually, it's very easy. <laughs> yeah. He has a partially closed door and he's he's like, I, I can't handle this. This is just an impasse. It's never happening. <laughs> it, he will sit on the side and cry at us like for us to come open the door all the way. Or just look ridiculously sad. Yes. He's very good at that. Those eyes. Yeah. The sad eyes. Anyway, my number one is a shit poo. I'm shocked to hear wow. that. I know. Well, let's say it proper. <laughs> Shia poo. It is a combination Shih Tzu and Poodle. Um, I guess I'm the first one to talk about a mixed breed. We have one. It, they are kind of a fan because I really like Shih Tzus. They're my number two, but 
putting in a little bit of poodle kind of livens them up a little bit. Um, it gives them a really nice, soft, curly coat, which I really like. Um, it varies the colors a little bit and it just makes them a little bit more playful, but still being the affectionate little timid rug that they are. So big fan. Right, Hops? Where are you? Over here. He's somewhere being a rug. Being a rug. Me. <laughs> and he's a little fluffy sausage and we love him. And I would a thousand percent get another shit poo any day. Y- you need a barley. I know. That was the whole thing. We were planning on having two, <laughs> a hops and a barley. Where's the barley, Marco? I, I really like having one dog. He really one, likes having the one, one dog. The one dog lifestyle works very, very well for us. Uh, but anyway. they do entertain each other and they play well with each other. And Hops yeah. doesn't do anything. He doesn't need to be entertained. <laughs> I you got to work you? with me, Tiff. I know, I he, know. He I know. watches the squirrels outside. I know. He sits up on our window seat and he watches outside all day while we work and then we take him out for walks. I know. No, I I actually do agree with Marco that a one dog lifestyle is very nice for us. That you know, he sits on my lap when we go on road trips. Very nice. If we had two, it would be tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it got way more complicated when we got the second one. Yeah. I think it, you know, we we could have had a second one maybe if we didn't have a kid, but I mean with the with our kid and our dog, we're very happy. But I love the shit poos. So if anyone's out there looking for an adorable, fluffy little companion dog with very low energy, um, but will chase a ball if you want them to. Um, I'm always amused by the videos you guys post of Hops, especially in the winter when he has the path through the yard in the snow <laughs> and does his laps through the path <laughs> like it is breakneck pace. He loves he loves the yeah. snow and he's very fast. He looks like one of those little bunnies that the greyhounds chase. That's what I always think he looks like. <laughs> Seeing him just lay on the ground, you wouldn't expect him to be as fast as he is. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he loves playing with big dogs if they will chase him, uh, like yeah. in, in like a big park or field or something, because he, he loves getting them to chase them. And then once they're about to catch up, he can turn on a dime. And the, the bigger dogs with longer legs can't. And so he he is this little low to the ground like flying burrito and he just like <laughs> he just like just like pivots and turns as soon as anyone tries as soon as any other dogs almost catch him and they just go flying past him and he's gone the other way again. It's it's quite quite fun to watch. And he's very affectionate with uh with Adam. Oh yeah, and with everybody. They just get along great. And I don't I've never met anyone who doesn't like hops. So my number one breed is hops. Yeah. <laughs> My number one breed is also the shit poo, also because of our wonderful dog. There are lots of times in life uh, when I do a lot of research and I try to find the best thing and I have to like, you know, buy one of every dog first and then figure out like which one is the best. And this is one of those cases where we got it right the first time, you know, like and and I'm not going to say that the shit poo is the best breed period for everybody, but certainly uh, I think the best breed for us because, you know, everything you said, Tiff, you know, like they they are playful uh they are nice they are cute and soft and friendly to everybody um i we have met a handful of other shit poos and they've all been like that like i, I think this is one of those cases where mm-hmm. like yeah they're pretty much the like same the, yeah. Yeah, like, like the breed personality traits seem to be pretty firm and stable when we leave um, he kind of just goes into power save mode and shuts off yeah he just turns off and lies down <laughs> into a really sad like a little fluffy log and you know owning a a shit poo you know, because they're they're about twelve to sixteen pounds usually, uh, depending on their parents and and how much you feed them. Hops is currently a little bit on the high end there. Maybe it's seventeen because we fed him a little too much of the new food that when we switched. But um, anyway, and someone hasn't been taking him for walks. It's funny. Hops's weight and my weight rise and fall together uh, because <laughs> because the way <laughs> that I control my weight is by walking with Hops. And so <laughs> is that like the the breed the, the dogs end up looking like their owners yeah. or vice versa? Yeah, Hops and I are both a little bit. <laughs> right now you're a little bit burrito <laughs> yes i love you uh, both so much good <laughs> you're stuck with us um but yeah you know and and like this it's they're a very good size of like you know roughly like 15 15 16 pounds you can you can still hold them in one hand you can pick them up and move them places when they when you need to bring them somewhere you just like you just pick them up and put them somewhere that you need them to be and th- there's a lot of advantages to relatively small compact low energy dogs um the only disadvantage really is that if you need him to do any kind of work he's fairly useless uh but like he really can't like carry anything or 
fetch much of anything. He can he can fetch a ball a couple times, then he gets bored and wants to do something else or gets tired. So he he can have like you know brief periods of guided activity, and then he's done, which is great it, it, for most people like us who mostly just want to like hang out all day and not do that much. We also have brief have periods fun. of guided activity, and then we're it's, done. <laughs> exactly (laughs) exactly um yeah so they're they're just they're fantastic family dogs uh for people who who aren't that active uh and who don't want their dog to do a million tricks uh they're fantastic they're they're so good with kids so good with people everyone loves hops and and i and i again i really do think this is mostly uh or at least a lot uh from the breed itself because as i said the all the other ones we've met have all had fairly similar temperaments uh by by most appearances and by by what their owners say also hypoallergenic yeah and exactly does not shed yeah doesn't shed but is also really super soft and fluffy uh so very very strong qualities there and there's there's a whole lot of breeds that are kind of similar in many regards um i, I would imagine uh steph the uh, the cotton de tulier or whatever however you say that sorry all of france um i would imagine <laughs> they are probably similar in a lot of these ways too there's all sorts of like little like you know things that are mixed with uh various other small breeds that are all kind of soft and fluffy like there's a ton of breeds that are kind of like this I don't have a lot, of ex- a lot of experience with most of them, uh, but the Shipu seems to be a really, really good balance of like not being too yippy and barky, uh, not being too like you know angry or aggressive towards anybody, like just kind of be like a nice chill dog. And so I'm very happy with our Shipu, and uh, I, I would strongly consider Shipus again for any future dogs. Yep, the Doodle mixes are very hot right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone loves a Doodle mix. I would do a doodle mix. So many poo varieties. Exactly. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that it would, if you're gone, that hops becomes like just a, a carpet or yeah. a rug. Yeah, he shuts you know, off. He just yep. melds into the floor. He shuts <laughs> off power save mode. Um, earlier this week or last week, I was on an air getting ready to run an errand. Joel was just in his office. He was home still, you know, just regular work day working. Um, I had made it started the car, had not left the driveway, ran back into the house, and Lizzie was already on the breakfast room table trying to get into something. <laughs> yeah, like like she had jumped on the chair and jumped on the table and was standing on the table. Uh, I'm, I'm like, what are, uh, two and a half minutes, maybe? Well, there have been many times. Birdie, Birdie will lay down and be asleep. We leave. He continues to sleep. He doesn't care. Lizzie, the second she thinks you're gone, is into something. We have... <laughs> Countless times, pulled the car out of the driveway, got into the end of the ro- street, realized, oh, crap, I forgot my wallet or I forgot this. Turned the car right around, went back, parked. I ran inside. She's already in the powder room, having turned over the trash can, rooting through it because <laughs> we forgot to shut the door. Like, we've been gone for 30 seconds. You wanted a dog that was like a cat, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> she yeah. is. You asked for that. You did this to yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up, I think, tonight. Yeah, I just want to mention a couple things that we watched recently. If uh, for those of you who are craving some more dog distractions, uh, Netflix has a great show called Precious Puppies, which we put on <laughs> last night as research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made us feel really good. And let me tell you, it's full of precious puppies. Mm-hmm. What? Also, um, I don't think you can get it on Netflix anymore, but it might be on Amazon or something. But I, we watched a great documentary called Dogs Decoded. Was that the one? I think so. Yeah, like, like talking about like their their dna and why they're so like why they're why there can be so many varieties of one species that have been bred in such a relatively short time by like evolutionary standards and also how kind of dogs communicate and how they learn it was all very fascinating it was really great so if you're into that um documentaries science and dogs that one's for you yeah um and yeah we just want to thank steph and joel for joining us joel of ice station houseman and steph of old town sud soaps so if anyone's into some homemade soaps steph makes some awesome ones right steph oh thank you yeah i i I made with beer and wine yep yep things you can eat but please don't eat the soap because it is made with lye it's Uh, still soap it's still soap soap. (laughs) We, we have so many people at the farmer's market she has signs that say made with ingredients you could eat or drink and they go, oh, so I can eat the soap? And you're no. like, no. Ingredients. Yeah. Keyword. No. 
some of the things in the soap you could eat. <laughs> but it's kind of nice to take a shower with, you know, some wine. <laughs> and um, but yeah, she makes some beautiful soaps, wraps it in very pretty packaging, makes great gifts. I'm um, see, I'm so good at advertising. Anyway, you the so, sponsor reads. <laughs> so check out Steph's website, Old Town Suds. Um, check out Ice Station Houseman. We love these guys. They're good friends of ours. And we're super happy that they came to join us to talk about some dogs. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. It's been fun. Arr- Oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to leave you hanging on that.